presents the, the covers face off. Who did it first? Who did it best? Which version is superior? The, the covers face off. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Covers Face Off, presented by The Dude and Grim Show, I should say, on the scratch a track podcast. I'm The Dude, he is Grim, once again. So, we're back. We're going to cover some shit, my friend. Yeah. The world is mad. We we are living in a mad world. And <laughs> now, more mad world and, now more than ever. Now more than ever, dude. In 1982, I think Tears for Fears was really ahead of their time. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? I, I would. So. Just, just uh, yeah. With the, with everything that they're writing, most certainly, yeah, absolutely. So, and I know at some we point we're going to get to the album "Songs from the Big Chair," which is an awesome, probably the best Tears for Fears album. But in the meantime, we're going to scratch the shit out. Oh, scratch it real hard. But in the meantime, <laughs> we're going to talk about how mad this world is. So, this world is mad. So, yeah, we will be just. I, you know, I didn't see. There are. I did notice there are other people who have covered this song. I didn't recognize a lot of the other artists that did it. I think these are probably the two most popular versions. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that we are talking about is the original, which was written by Tears for Fears. And then the cover, which was, I guess, written by Michael Andrews and features Gary Jules. Yeah, performed. Right? Yeah. Performed. And and that, yeah, performs. And uh, that was specifically done for a song on the the movie Donnie Darko. So Mm -hmm. it was done for the Donnie Darko soundtrack. But uh, yeah, so the Mad World, the Tears for Fears version, that was, it came off their debut uh, LP. 1982. Yeah. That really took me back to realize that that song was, um, dates back to 82. I mean, you can kind of hear it in like sort of their, I don't know how you want to say it, like they're kind of electronic pre-electronica new wave sort of sound sure um it does have an 80s british like sound oh absolutely (laughs) yeah yeah it's in there with like the depeche modes of the world and everything but uh, duran duran that stuff right oh sure but very very true to its uh its era but you know um they they were always a pretty awesome band in their own right Mm -hmm. and well, and they became, I mean, this was on their, their debut LP, but then they ended up becoming, and I think this, I don't know how this album, like, I wouldn't know if I'd say it blew up, but then they came out with songs like Shout which and is, Head Over Heels, which ironically is enough, is also in the movie Donnie Darko. Yeah, and, and both of those, again, I had mentioned the album before, Songs from the Big Chair, both of those songs appear on that album. So and now that, I'm even more excited to scratch that album. Oh man, get your screwdriver, just dude, polish it, because you're gonna head wanna, over heels. Man. I know, dude, I know. It's so good. It's that in piano intro. Anyways, we're not talking about that one. But yeah, uh, well, well, dude, though. But the um, so Roland, I'm gonna say his name, T. Flackvisor, or or yeah, Roland T. Flackvisor, <laughs> attorney at law. No fee too big, no case too what? No case too small, no fee too large. Yep. <laughs> um, Roland Arzabal, Ar- Ar- mm. maybe. Good. Okay. Anyways, he wrote the song. I guess he was like 19 years old. Wrote it on 
guitar and then the the bassist kurt smith is actually the one who sings sings the song yeah so i'm wondering if there's like sort of like an acoustic version out there that they did i know that, i'd like to hear it i, I'd I like would to hear too it if it was. because uh, that was one thing that that struck me um in this particular case i was more familiar with the cover than the original and so to me, the cover, uh, the the version by uh, Gary Jules and um, Michael, Michael Andrews, Andrews. I, I felt like the music fit with what they were saying in the lyrics, and it was delivered in yeah. such a perfect way. I mean, it all fit together. It's beautiful, you know, the, the way it's it dark, is. but it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and honestly, hearing the Tears for Fears one sort of threw me off because it was just not what you would expect not with those words and not with the words everything. correct it it, it 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 i feel like yeah it's the song is very upbeat and that i just feel like it really contrasts the lyrics yeah and and i think i think maybe it's also i will say and and i'll use this sort of analogy is you know when you see a movie and it has an actor in it and you like fall in love with that movie and then you hear like another actor was up for the part and you just can't picture him in that role yep i I feel like this is similar where i just knew that the the gary jules michael andrews version and i just thought i was like there's no way this song this is a great song and then i found out it was a cover and i heard the original i was like yeah, I, I I dig the uh, I, I just like the other one. I feel like it it fits. It makes more sense. Yeah, it does. Um, that's not taking anything away from Tears for Fears. Oh no, they no, had pl- plenty no of hits, but but definitely I I like the the touch that that they that they put on. This well, song. yeah, because the the Tears for Fears version. I mean, in what would be typical fashion of that style of music? I mean, there's synthetic electronic beats over the whole thing. Now, one thing I will say is I do like the kind of change up that they do with the beat when they go into the mad world part. I I thought that was a nice touch, but you know, there's synthetic beats. There's a lot of synths and, um, you know, at that time, at that time, they, a lot of people were moving away from like the nice analog synthesizers that, weren't trying to sound like other instruments and going toward these digital synthesizers that were. And Mm -hmm. for someone like me, I mean, as you can see, there's two analog synthesizers right behind me. I tend to gravitate toward that sound and feel of a synthesizer as opposed to like the eighties, real heavy kind of almost fake sounding, Synths, but I mean that—that's just what was characteristic at that time. You couldn't yeah, get away I think from it, it. Well, and definitely, that it was also probably newer technology that mm-hmm. was coming in. People wanting to try Absolutely. it, especially if you're go, going on tour, it might be easier to pack and ship. Oh, and do absolutely. You do, so. And it, and it's uh, in, in many ways more more stable. It's th- Dude, you just throw that bitch over your shoulder. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah sure. And, and it, yeah. you could do things with those synths that you. Uh, I mean, maybe now you you with the incorporation of of digital and analog together, you could do some of that with analog, but you couldn't do with like a Moog 
what you could do with those ones right. and making all these kind of crazy loops and storing shit. I mean, it was just, uh, yeah. you're right. It, it was the new thing. And, but that became the sound of a lot of, a lot of those bands that we mentioned before. I mean, that, that was just part of it. Yeah. Now, have you seen the uh, music video for this song? I have not. Uh, honestly, I, I should have, uh, you know, yeah. Skull, there's there's the slap of the ruler for not doing my homework, but he just doesn't um, do any reason. It's uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just wings it all the time. It's like, do you even yeah. scratch, bro? Um, dude, my back's starting to hurt from carrying this podcast. <laughs> dude. <laughs> no, I, um, uh, but I, I I I read about the video and the the tears for fears one sounds kind of weird where he's like in a big house looking out the window it's it's not over i I wouldn't say it's overly dynamic okay where it's basically he's it cuts back and forth between shots of him inside a house lip syncing and singing the song in front of a window and then then he's out then then the camera's outside and it's like looking in the house and there's a couple other shots and things too but it's just you know, I'm sure they didn't have a huge budget. This was their debut album, well, so yeah. I'll cut them some slack. They were probably just like, "Sweet, we got a video." And I guess maybe for 1982. Well, I, I was gonna say, it. dude, music video as a medium, I think, was fairly new at that time. So you know, you didn't, you know, you you hadn't got into like some of the classics of what people could do with videos at that point, a la Primus's Winona yeah. Underbound Bound Beaver. <laughs> where they've made like exactly. the Duracell battery guys. <laughs> See, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely is not that. <laughs> it is about as far away from that as you can get. Yeah. So, um, well, so I guess moving on to the um, Michael Andrews, Gary Jules version. Um, so in 2001, uh, Richard Kelly, who was the director of. Uh, Donnie Darko. It was his first film. Arkell. He was v- very yeah, Arkell. Yeah. Uh, eight year eight year olds, dude. Um, <laughs> he, you know, it was a very low budget kind of indie film, and and critics lo- it was well received by critics, but it, it didn't do well on the box office. It wasn't until it was actually like released on DVD and had a cult following. And I want to give a shout out to a old college friend of ours. I'm sure he's listening because he lists all our albums. Mr. Justin Kozak. I don't know if you remember this, but I remember you coming over to our apartment and I just remember him being like, Hey, Oh, have you guys seen that movie? Donnie Darko? Oh, it's really good. You guys got to check it out. And of course in true film snobbery ish that I was at, <laughs> at, at the time, I was like, Oh no, I haven't, but I'll check it out. And then I didn't. And then, and then I believe we, when we moved in with forest, he had it. And I think that's when I first watched it. I, is, I believe that's when then. I, cause I mean, I, I would, I would theoretically have been there for that conversation with Kozak. More, Dude, we could have, uh, yeah, more yeah. than likely, but I remember, you know, watching it, probably with you or, or at your, I know, I was going to say at your beckoning yeah. and, um, yeah, dude, yeah. it's just one of those movies. I don't know how you couldn't like it. It's just dark and kind of, I mean, Donnie Darko. I mean, dude, yeah, no pun intended. Oh, but it is. I remember the first time I saw it and I was like, whoa, I, I didn't know. I didn't know what to think at first. It, it kind of creeped me out because it was 
dark and touched on things that I had never really seen before I know. In, in a movie. And uh, there's it has a lot of depth. The movie just has a lot of depth and asks a lot of questions. Uh, I just it's very well done for like a debut indie film. Uh, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal does an amazing job acting it. Dude, yeah. Patrick Swayze, one of Patrick Swayze's finest and most underrated roles, man. I know everyone's uh, talking about phenomenal. Roadhouse and talking about Dirty Dancing. Dude. And uh, come on, oh, man, dude. dude, Point Break and Donnie Darko. Patrick Swayze's two best, finest, two best roles. Finest, finest, you know. So anyways, but I remember seeing the movie and then this song, I was like, wow, that's that's a real well, the two songs that actually did stand out were Head Over Heels by Tears for Fears, and then this song. And yep. I, it was it was it was pretty great. And it probably took me a few years before I, you know, got on whatever illegal music downloading program I was using at the time and I pulled it down. But it was uh, it was pretty cool. Now I can say my membership is legal and I yep. pulled down everything legally. So, yep. you know, don't come after me. But I know I, you know, and again, like hearing it, I didn't know that that was a cover like we were talking about earlier. It, it was just that to me sounded how it was supposed to be. And l- l- reading about it and what they used for it, everything is so subtle, right? Yeah, sure. y- You only think of the piano and the vocals, but there is little touches of electric piano and some slight vocoder effects in the background, and apparently they used a Mellotron for the cello, which I love because when I was reading about it, it said a Mellotron imitating a cello, but anyone who knows what a Mellotron is knows that a Mellotron is actual loops of tape of a recording of someone actually playing a cello so go f yourself that's a cello yeah it was the original sampler i mean that that machine (laughs) is the original sampler of mellotron i i would i would love to turn my camera in this room and show you that i have one but they are really expensive no i don't they're really expensive and difficult to maintain Someday, yeah, dude. But you're saving. You're saving up. Someday. Someday. When our podcast gets picked up, mm. uh, that'll be the first thing. First thing. Once we get that ten million, ooh, Mellotron, ten. cousin. Gonna, I don't know if I'm going to sell for ten. I think we should go higher. <laughs> uh, but well, well, the thing is, is you, you kind of you kind of touched on a little bit. This this song is it's very bare bones, and not only is that I think. Uh, by design, but they also kind of didn't have a choice because the budget was so small that Andrews had to play, I think, everything himself. And he had produced two of Gary Jules's uh, albums previously. Oh, and so okay. I, think they were I just, didn't know that. They were just friends. And so he just, he, he I don't know if he, Gary Jules got paid for it, but Andrews got him to sing on it and sing the song. And well, he they put did. it on his album. <laughs> okay. I'm- well, so. I think what happened, so to my understanding, what happened is you know, the movie came out and it developed that cult following and a lot of people really dug the song and then they released it as an actual like proper single. And it went to do it went to number one on the UK charts and it was there for like three weeks. I mean, that's pretty, pretty incredible. Well, no, yeah, true. No, I was just going to say, and then they ended up making a music video filmed by none other than. Then the 
Michelle Gondry. Now um, I have to ask you, my friend, have you watched that version? I bet not. I mean, oh, you still, yeah. You know, right, I'll keep, I, I have. I'll just, I'll just keep, if you want me to keep carrying no, off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, you're gonna need some extra rope to tie this around uh, your back. Yep. No, I yeah, I have dude, watched that version, <laughs> um, but I I did not watch it prior to us doing this. But I have seen it before. Yeah. Um, okay, so I, I watched it the other day, and I maybe I had seen it before, uh, but for me, I didn't really dig the video either. I it yeah. it wasn't up to it wasn't up to par with all the other work Michelle Gondry has done. Uh, like, yeah. I mean, the video she's done for the White Stripes, <laughs> Beck, uh, Bjork. Dude, the I mean, Chemical you know, Brothers can, one is really the trippy. Chemical Brothers. Oh my gosh! What so uh, what's the one? Sugar water shower. Oh, sugar water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. Like he did an amazing job. These some of his concepts. This is basically. It has a little bit of his goofiness, I guess, but yeah. it's basically the, the cameras on top of a like a building pointing down, and there's these characters. I think they're they're kids, and they're dressed up in different color outfits, and they're like they're they're like hand in hand, and they move around and they make these shapes together, and then the camera like pans up to Gary or to yeah to Gary Jules, the kind of like lip syncing, and then it pans back down. There's more shapes. Pans up again, more lip syncing, pans down, and then it pans up to the right, and it's it's like right at the end of the song, and Michael Andrews is just playing like the final little guitar part or guitar piano, piano parts, part. and and I just, I mean it's it's fine, but I, I just feel like it, maybe it had a little more potential. Oh, d- dude, yeah, I mean Michelle. hell, if they would have done it like a lot of songs that were used in the soundtracks of movies. Think about what they could have done by just pulling stuff from Donnie Darko itself. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. Because there's some amazing shots, amazing scenes. Oh, yeah. Definitely some good ones. Yeah. They could have just used, you know what they should have done? They should have used, you know, the Patrick Swayze, that that fear video that he has. That it's like the, the real cheesy video. They should have just had that kind of like in the background with the song playing. I, that would have been phenomenal. Fear. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, it's great. So, I mean, yeah, with good. that, it's with funny that. because I think this is probably the first covers face off where we've both voluntarily stated our position prior well to before. even asking one another and uh, you know yeah, obviously you love the tears for fears one so okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I get it man I, yeah I mean you wouldn't have Gary Jules uh, Gary Jules and Michael Andrews video or a version without it so That's for true. that I like it but I like theirs better but Definitely, I'm gonna go with the most recent one. Yeah, and, uh, it just it fits yeah. so well. It's it's really dark and haunting and beautiful, and we just like that kind of shit. Yeah, so it is a mad world, my friends. Hope everyone's out there staying safe. Thank you for listening to this awesome episode of the Covers Face Off presented by the Dude and Grim Show. Please be sure to subscribe, to like, to thumbs up, to do whatever, comment, write five star reviews, whatever. Dude, just you tell want your to do. friends. Tell your friends to tell their friends to tell two friends to tell two and friends. And they tell and so on and so on. And so yeah. on. So all right, Graham. I all think right. we're out, brother. See you guys soon. Thanks for scratching. The covers face.
is produced by the dude Grimm. Additional music provided by Moore, that's dot 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 M-O-R-E, and the Tims, T-I-M-N-Z. Copyright 2020, The Dude and Grimm Show. <laughs>